Hey kids. So for the first 30 minutes of this episode, somebody doesn't have their mic set correctly. Again. Now there's only two of us. So you have a pretty good chance of figuring out which one of us it is. Other than that, enjoy episode 164 of another cast. You having flashbacks? Well, can that intro be any longer? We haven't even got to any meat yet. It's going to get longer than that, too. You feel like you're in an 80s high school dance again? Yeah, it is. I, do, I feel like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my goatee in a, put a little rubber band around my goatee. <laughs> Tie it all together. There's a reason why I started with this this week. I've been listening to a podcast called The Ballad of Billy Balls. What, what song is this? I mean... This is Robert Hazard's Escalator of Life. Hey, did this play outside of the uh, Philadelphia region? Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying? Philadelphia, sometimes you go to Wawa, you get some pickles on your hoogie. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I remember that. I'll turn it up for you, right? We've got to get to the chorus. That's like... Sometimes you're shopping in the human mall, man. But did this play anywhere outside of the Philadelphia area? I don't know, man. It was big in Philly, though, at the time. Well, you know, Robert Hazard. Uh, Dude, I just like went Philly accent accidentally. You know, you went Philadelphia accent? Yeah, I said it. Did, you know, it played in Philly a lot at the time. Yeah, played in Philadelphia, you know what I mean? Don't be a dirt. Um, you know, he co-wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah. With Cindy Lauper. But, you know, uh, the reason why I've been listening to this podcast called The Ballad of Billy Balls, and their theme song is a song uh, called Dark Allies from a band called Light Asylum, right? Um, if okay. you would, let me see if I can just take you right in. This is going to, I'm going to try to fade it in properly and be like a professional. All right. Can you hear that? Yeah, I got it. All right, wait till he starts singing and tell me if it doesn't sound a little familiar. Well, the long ass intro is familiar. Uh, it's, hold on, it's coming. <laughs> Sound a little familiar vocal style? Yeah, I know, definitely. It sounds like that wannabe East German vocal vocal style of the '80s. Yeah, so that got me when I heard that. I, I, you know, immediately Robert Hazard came to mind. You know, I mean, how can it not? Yeah, it's interesting though. It that, huh? <laughs> yeah, how can Robert Hazard not come to mind? Actually, I, th- I, I mean, I'd have to look it up. I thought Robert Hazard had a bunch of writing credits. I think he or, did. Uh, he he actually died like uh, I don't know. I want to say like two thousand 
six or seven or something like that. But yeah, he did, man. Uh, you know, it was kind of weird because the Hooters, I, we were because uh, we were out when we, you know, I had a conversation. Obviously, as I always do, I start, I get hooked in an idea and I start talking to everybody about it. So me and Hafer were out. And we're talking about Robert Hazard. And I first thought he wrote Time After Time, but actually a cat from the Hooters. Uh, another Philadelphia region another. band. You know, that um, they, they a, a dude from the Hooters helped write Time After Time. Um, but yeah, man, so like during that window, you know, we, our, our region... Well, I didn't no Philadelphia, dude. Philadelphia had its own sound, man, and that's what I've been stuck on lately for the last couple of months. Actually, the Philadelphia soul sound and fuck Motown. I've been I've been stuck on the Philly sound with some Teddy and. and oh yeah, the the sound of Philadelphia, Gamble and Huff, the producers. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was a big deal, man. You know. Yeah, and even into the early '80s, man, when they had like Roxanne Chante and um, and. Uh, Man, I can't remember some of those hip hop bands that were like big in the Philadelphia region, and and you know when I went out um, in the Air Force, like you know in the late eighties, moving around the country, like you couldn't find any of that music. You know what I mean? I didn't. I never realized how that Philadelphia had a bunch of centralized music. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, one of the things I was fucking heartbroken about is um, I moved out. I was living out in um, Illinois for a while in the late eighties and. And I like I went to um, like a fast, you know, a quick stop Wawa 7-Eleven type store. And, um, dude, I had no idea that Tasty Cakes were only Philadelphia. Dude, I, <laughs> I, I thought Tasty Cakes were like nationwide. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't get a Tasty Cake? What is this, a little Debbie? Yeah, what are you supposed to do with a shit? Fuck a little Debbie Star <laughs> Crunch, man. Who the fuck wants that shit, you know? I, Although dude, the oatmeal, I, the oatmeal, I had oatmeal no pie. Idea. The oatmeal pie is nice from little Debbie. You can't go wrong with a little W oatmeal pie, especially the bigger ones, the giant size ones. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, the sound of Philadelphia and Teddy? And when I was working for a Philadelphia police officer and simultaneously working for Dr. J. Julie Serving? No, go. Uh, well, I don't know that I should tell this story. It was a little fucked up. But so anyway, I'm working at both homes simultaneously, a Philadelphia police officer and Dr. J's house. Right? Yeah, Dick. And, uh, so I, I come back to the cop's house and he's like, so you're over at Doc's house, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, how's turquoise looking? That was Doc's wife. And I was like, she looks good, man. You know, she looks good, you know? <laughs> and, um, he goes, I would tell you the story about her and Teddy. And I was like, no, you didn't because I just started working for you and we don't know each <laughs> other, you know? <laughs> and so anyway, uh, he lays that, you remember when Teddy got paralyzed on Kelly drive? Yeah. Well, dude tells me, see, I feel fucked. I, you know, I strangely feel fucked up telling the story. Dude tells me that turquoise was in the car with Teddy that night. And, uh, that I don't want to go into details, but the accident occurred and they had to get turquoise out of the fucking scene. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know what? I, I thought that was another chick. Was there, it there was. There was two. Two? Well, I mean, that's how Teddy rolled, though. No, I know. And he told me, he said Teddy was a total motherfucker, like a total piece of shit. And he even went into deeper stories than that, which I won't repeat. I, Like I said, I even feel a little weird repeating the one I did. But I think that's kind of common knowledge now. 
But he told me some shit about Teddy, man. And I was like, because, you know, I always dug Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and shit. Yeah. And, and I loved Teddy's uh, album back then, you know, that big one that he had. And, um, yeah. and so, <clears throat> like, when he was telling me this, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, are you serious? And he's like, oh, yeah, man. He was like, so many times we had to go clean up messes that Teddy made, you know. And then the record companies, because you know how back then, like, now you can't get away with shit. Like you do anything now, right? And yeah, there's mean, social just, media. Yeah, yeah. You just fucking try to bribe a little college, you know, bribe your kids into college, and it fucking blows up on your face. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? and suddenly. <laughs> but you know, but you know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to was it, I forget who I was talking to the other day, man. We were talking about Bing Crosby, right? And Bing, uh, was it you who I was talking to? Yeah. No. Okay, so we were talking about Bing Crosby, and um. You know, Bing notoriously beat the shit out of his kids, you know, fucked them up and whatnot. And, but to the general public, Bing was like this fantastic guy, this, this, the ultimate symbol of a father, almost like America's dad, you know. And so imagine if you're one of Bing's kids and people are coming up to you going, oh, you're so lucky, you know, <laughs> and you're like, lucky, this motherfucker's kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> You know, and well, he's, dude, he's. I mean, I mean, that was. I mean, that was prevalent, though, man. The record companies or the movie or the you know the film industry, the film houses would they, they'd cover up shit in a heartbeat. You know that uh, Mike Judge has that um, animated series where they do all those interviews, and I can't believe somehow badass them country dudes were. They were motherfuckers. Oh. George Jones, like George was Jones, was was one of the worst human beings that I think ever lived. God and damn, I've, like, ne you know, I've never even seen the, the, you're talking about Tales from the Tour Bus, right? Yeah, I love that show, man. I've never seen it. Everybody says to watch it, but I know about George Jones. And like, I mean, he was a terrible son of a bitch, you know? I mean, but a lot yeah, of. you. I mean, that's that kind of stuff you can't get away with today. Not even close, man. Not even close. I'm Rock Hudson. Like, when all those years about being gay, dude. You, you yeah. can't hide that stuff anymore. Dude, Liberace used to hide that he was gay by saying he was a he was a fucking what was it? He was a he was a confirmed bachelor or some shit like that. Yeah, that's what they call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but you could get away with shit back then because the studios, the the power of the actual studios was something unimaginable. It it was like Harvey Weinstein times infinity. You know. Well, like when Harvey Weinstein got away with it for a long ass time too. Well, Harvey Weinstein, if you, if you ever if you ever listen to a lot of those stories from from those women, there was one in particular I watched, and she said uh, somebody had fucked with him, and he was like, "I'm going to destroy this guy." Watch, and by the end of the day, the L.A. Times ran a story on this dude that completely just decimated this guy's reputation, and Harvey dropped the paper on her desk in the afternoon. Cause you might rather used to do the, like the morning edition or the evening edition type yeah. of shit. And he dropped it on her and he goes, what did I tell you? And he made that happen. Like that's the power that he wielded, you know? And, and, but, but those, you go back to Louis Mayer and, and you know, those old studio heads, man, um, they could crush everything. I mean, cause imagine if they just said to you, well, you run this story and you'll never get a scoop again, ever. Nothing. You know, <laughs> and so that was that was the way it worked. You know, um, I wanted to Liberace, tell you though that shit's funny to me. Like, <laughs> like, it's still funny to me thinking about like how that dude was like like 
my grandparents never would have guessed he's gay. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Like how how is this not fucking obvious? You know what I mean? Is is Liberace gayest man that ever lived? I don't know gayest. I mean, like that's a lot of fucking people, but goddamn, he's close. I mean, like in mannerisms. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about like straight up, like dude is the gayest. Like if you were gonna design the bionic gay man. <laughs> It's Liberace, right? Well, it's kind of like the counter Elvis, though, man, because they dressed a lot alike sometimes. I don't know. Well, Elvis Elvis had a couple streaks where he seemed a little effeminate to me at times, too. I got to be honest. The Kang? The whole... You're, you're fucking talking sacrilege right now. You know I'm ready to fucking end this whole podcast with what well, you're saying. At, anytime you're fucking wearing rhinestones, it's a little weird to me. It was the 70s. You gotta, sometimes people get a little carried away. There's quaaludes going on. <laughs> well, I guess. You know, you speaking of that, man, I just came back. I, I was down at um at uh, Jason's uh, 40th. We I, we were down in Florida uh, at the Margaritaville Resort and whatnot. Right. And uh, so after his party ended, me and Allison uh, split over to the Disney Springs area. And so the, on a Saturday night, we're hanging at Disney Springs, and there's this cat in full sequined shirt, right? Um, maybe I'll put a picture up on, on the, uh, another cast, uh, Facebook page. And I will do this because I'll explain in a minute. So he's got a sequined shirt on that says dance across it with some Ferrari logos, right? Uh, what we were talking about before the Jeff cap, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. And then he had little Daisy Duke type shorts on, but not denim. They were just more material with more sequins and he's dancing around and mirrored aviators. Right. And he's dancing the fuck around. So I'm snapping pictures of him cause I'm a dick, you know, <laughs> and I put him up on my personal page and, and I'm like, dude, this cat was awesome. You know, and, and a, and a friend found his name is Eddie Maserati. Yeah. E D D Y Maserati. He's you put, you're putting him out on Front Street like that. No, I'm not putting him on Front Street. Dude was featured in the Orlando Sentinel. He's the man. Like, like he, dude, he's loaded, loaded. And what he does, he's happy. He's from Italy. He's happy to just roll down to Disney Springs, Universal Studios, City Walk. And he just shows up dressed like that, dances around. He loves people taking pictures with him. That's why I'm saying to you when I said I'll put I his picture up. See, I'm not a I'm not a total asshole, dude. I expect I respect privacy. But anyway, um, but yeah, this dude, man, like now he might be challenging Liberace with his outfits. And and don't get me wrong, like I mean, like because I'm down with it. Like if you want to be that way, like dude, live your life, man. You do you. Whatever, whatever you, uh, you know, helps you sleep at night. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it, man. As long as yeah, we're not here. Out. We're not here to judge at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, speaking of which, man, when huh. I go, see, when I go to see Diana Ross this summer, uh huh, I'm gonna be on a full-on red sequin evening gown. You're gonna Eddie Maserati the whole fucking thing, motherfucker. That that <laughs> that hooker is not gonna be the best-looking bitch in the ball. I'm yeah, don't you let her now. show you up, man. Don't let her show you up. That diva, she ain't. There ain't no way she's gonna look better than me. That's what I'm saying, and nobody should hate you because you're beautiful, man. That's right. You know what I mean? By the way, I, the other day, speaking of all this kind of stuff and this nonsensical, you know, these these male ego things we have going on. So, 
I'm leaving Starbucks the other morning, right? And I'm in work clothes, you know, I'm a I'm a blue collar fucking scumbag, right? And I, I I'm heading to my work van and I like to stop and get myself this is what I like. We've talked about my lattes on here before. Right? Yeah. Are you what are you what are you doing? Now you wish you had a button to push, don't you? Yeah, I really do. So anyway, I go to get my venti cinnamon dolce iced latte quad shot. I like an extra shot of espresso, right? All right, dig. But the thing is, if you don't say no whipped cream, and you're actually supposed to say in Starbucks vernacular, no whip, uh, they put it on there. And I, I sometimes forget. Whip, whip, no whip? Yeah. <laughs> whip, whip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and the worst part about the cinnamon dolce is they'll sprinkle cinnamon on top of your whipped cream. <laughs> yeah, you, so you got a visual? No, dude, I got a perfect visual. So picture a dude. Of you wearing work boots. Straight up blue collared fucking dirty jeans. Dirty nasty jeans, head no work. Yeah. Got no, and, no, all the knees are all worn out and discolored. Everything's, yes. yeah. You got a nasty ass t-shirt on and a fruit and a foo-foo drink. And I'm walking back to my truck. What a sissy you are. And, a, and, and <laughs> a towering spiral of whipped cream lightly sprinkled with cinnamon all over the top. Right. Did you get a little on your nose when you, when you went to like, <laughs> like No, because it had a no, it had a dome lid on the top of my straw. So anyway. How do so, you even like yeah, how do you even approach that? Like like without well, I guess you do it with the, the straw and the dome lid. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. Every time I see a dude drinking out of a straw, I kind of find that a little effeminate myself. It's not like licking on an ice cream cone. That's what that's prohibited. <laughs> that's male prohibited. You can't lick on an ice cream cone if you're a man. I guess didn't that dude? You're right on, man. I think one of the gayest things I ever seen was I was uh, uh I was walking in San Francisco, mm-hmm. walking you know doing the tourist shit around the pier and all that, and um. I see two dudes walking around sharing an ice cream cone, both licking it at the same time. Can't do that. That's the gayest thing I ever seen in my life. I won't even do it. Like, like for real. And and this, a friend of mine, uh, his, his nickname is Boz. He's gay as fuck as he'll tell you. I'm gay as Christmas at, Shit, I forget how it goes because I always, <laughs> I always fuck with him. But he's Boz is so gay, right? And the, the funniest thing is the first time I ever spoke to him on the phone, he calls me and um, he, he has the most gruff, gruff voice. I mean, gravelly as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, all I'm picturing is that dude who's always on Broadway. What's his name? Um, Firestein? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's worse than that, dude. Boz sounds like he will fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like straight up. So the first time he calls me, he's like, he, you know, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Boz?" And he goes, "Yeah, did you ever expect a fag to sound like this?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I, I said I gotta be honest, man. I didn't, you know." But he fucks with me all the time because he knows my ice cream cone rule. Right. And he has this animated gift, dude. I, I got to find it. It's this gay dude with this trimmed up beard, like a really crazy design. Like somebody took time with this shit and he's staring at the camera and licking an ice cream cone real fucking <laughs> slow. <laughs> and he posts it to me all the time. But um, the, the point of what I was getting at with all this. So I'm going into my truck and, I, and I'm talking to Gallagher and I'm like, fuck, man. 
I look like a fucking asshole. I, they put the whip on my thing, and, and there's, you know, cinnamon sprinkle things on the top. And he's laughing, and he's going, are you feeling like a homo? And then he goes, oh, wait, we can't say that anymore, right? And I was like, no, no. And then so we determine we can say gender fluid, right? Yeah, dang. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, we're laughing when we're saying it. And I was like, wait a minute. You can actually say that, though, right? And he's going, what? And I was like, well, I said, gender fluid means, like, attributes of male and female genders, right? And if we're going to determine that something, it's not, it, like, is it a slur? If you're saying as a, like, you're a male, I, if we're doing the identify thing, I identify as a male, right? But if I'm doing something that might be considered a female attribute, and you go, hey, man, you're you're looking a little gender fluid right there. That's not a slur, right? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say because I'm not in that camp, so... You know, I don't find it offensive, but man, I'm not, I'm not living that, like, I've never been gay bashed. I, I was straight bashed one time. <laughs> <laughs> How are you straight bashed? Uh, me and another dude, we were, we were kind of walking from a bar to a bar in, um, in uh, Northern Kentucky, in Newport, Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati. And I just remember this car drove by and he, and, and as he, uh, as they, uh, drove by the dude yelled out the back window, he yells, Fucking straight people. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's mean, pretty I, funny. Uh, <laughs> that was funny, actually. <laughs> I do kind of like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, so I can't say if it's offensive or not. I don't think it's offensive, and dude, and and I don't try to be offensive. But I do think one of the funniest things I saw on TV was when Borat had that show last summer, mm-hmm. um, and he one of his characters was a. Um, a pretty effeminate man, like, but he was the dude was just too woke, like that. Was oh, the the super woke guy. Yeah, super woke guy, <laughs> and and super woke guy. Like he would start his conversations like, "Hello, I'm a cis man. I know I'm sorry for that." Um, and then he would go on to do his whatever stick <laughs> was. I always love that. Dude, that character was so fantastic, man. <laughs> That was fantastic. What was the the one bit about he came home and his wife was being fucked by some other dude and yeah, he, he was he was he was being cuckolded. Uh, yeah, and cuck- he was ashamed that he got upset about it. Or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> uh, that guy was fucking awesome. They never did finish that show out, right? Like, didn't they? Uh, they quit. They, they, like, I've been waiting to see the um, Sarah Palin was the last episode, and they never showed it. Yeah, she threatened to sue or some shit like that. Fucking pussies. I'm making the call. You can say gender fluid. You can say you're acting a little, you're looking a little gender fluid today, bro. I think so. I think you can. Like, why, why can't you? It's not like, it's not like if you say you're looking gay, like if that's kind of insulting because you're targeting one specific group, but under their own rules, gender fluid means there's no gender. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So you're not targeting any one group. You're just saying, hey, you don't you don't really fit the male role right now. I think it's I think we can let's make that edict right here. You're allowed to say, dude, that's so gender fluid. No, I'm down. Yeah, I'm all in. And if it's offensive, somebody write to us and tell us that it's offensive because we really don't fucking know the answer. We're we're really making this up as we go along. We're here to figure <laughs> it out with you people. 
Anothercast at gmail.com. Hit us up and be like, you fucking pieces of shit. What? Het cis white fucking. I'm not Christian, though. He's I not have, Christian either. I am a cis male, and, and for that, I am sorry. I will tell you that. <laughs> we both apologize. <laughs> We're both super sorry. Hey, man. Uh, I check, I was checking out Post Malone. Have you ever listened to Post Malone? I mean, I know the pop, like the the, the hits. I mean, I, I don't really, I, I don't know what to say about, have I ever checked him out? No, I'm not really. Seen his picture, obviously, and I'm, I'll end up seeing him at this summer at Firefly. Oh, that's right. You are going to Firefly again, right? Yeah. yeah. What? Here's what happened. Uh, I, I, somebody uploaded some video with Post Malone with Jimmy Fallon, and I never pay it. I don't pay attention to any of the stuff, and so now I'm like, well, who is this guy? Like, why is Jimmy Fallon like, you know, telling, like, basically blowing the dude on, on the late night set and whatnot? And so I go look him up, and I'm like, all right, well, he's just auto tuned to fuck, and I, I didn't really get it. You know, but good for him. Like, apparently he did all this shit on SoundCloud. Like, he created who he is on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, and so I don't understand him. And then uh, through him, like, I go down this rat. You know how the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> yeah. No. I so got then you. there's Billie Eilish, right? And I don't know if you know who she is. I do. Okay. Billie Eilish explodes out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, she's the biggest. She, she factually now. Her album dropped on March 25th on the weekend that I was driving to Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, it is the fastest selling, like 313,000 copies. She's 17 years old. No, that's her debut album. Nothing ever happened. And I, I think to myself, like, this seems wrong. Like, something doesn't seem right here. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a, a, a corporate creation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dick. And so I'm talking, my son calls me up and he immediately is like, have you heard of Billie Eilish? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I coming back from, or I said, when we were going down to Alexandria, man, I was listening to that album. I, I don't get it. Like, have you heard the whole album? No, I haven't. It's terrible. <laughs> like, and, and I don't know if it, this is like get off my lawn whippersnappers bullshit, but it's fucking awful. Like I, she, I, I think it kind of is though, because so I got... I have my Spotify, my, mm -hmm. like my personal one connected to the, to the uh, Alexas in the house. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I'm doing that sacrifice cause I don't listen to Spotify that much, you know, and my kids kept fighting over who was going to listen to what song on which, you know what I mean? How that whole shit goes, um, on their own Spotify accounts. Right. And so, yeah. um, but dude, Billy Eilish has been coming up a whole lot. Like, like you know what it pops up on my phone hey now you're listening to billy eilish so i think it is a get off my lawn you fucking whippersnappers you know you're making too much noise out in the front yard type thing it definitely is but the only thing that made me feel good about it was that my son uh agreed with me he was like this is bullshit right like he was like like how do you just come out of nowhere and you're the biggest thing in the world so and Dave Grohl, I don't know if you saw, Dave Grohl said that she's the closest thing to Nirvana since Nirvana. Not in the sense of the musical styling, but that she's like her own thing. But do you did you feel like any of that was her own? Doesn't that sound like everything else you've heard? Like that sleepy ass, talky, fucking 
bullshit with a lot of sound effects and just beats. Yeah, not my thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it at all. So, but I, I felt it. good. So and, during, huh? Oh no, I was gonna say during that conversation, I felt good that my son uh, agreed with me about that. You know, because sometimes you like to feel like you're connected with your kid that way because on the count of that you don't want to be too old, even though we're super yeah. fucking old now, right? But <laughs> yeah, then, like same- I try to, re- I try to re- relate to my kid by listening to fucking Fat Boys and Run DMC, <laughs> and it, and, it, and it don't, and it don't cut it. Hey, you kids ever heard of Grandmaster Melly Mel? <laughs> um, but the, so in the same in the same conversation, my son goes, "Oh, by the way, did you see Nipsey Hussle got killed?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Yeah, that was four blocks from here." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, yeah, "It's four blocks from where I live out here in L.A." And I was like, "Where the fuck do you live in L.A.?" You know, right away, like now I'm all wigging out because yeah. he. He lives near USC, but apparently the the whole thing is that there's like a, you go over like two blocks and there's a huge shift in where the campus security fucking patrols and whatnot. You know what I mean? I got you. And, um, so now, now I know, I know Nipsey Hussle's name for one simple reason. Yeah, me uh, too. Nipsey, I, yeah. Nipsey Russell. Well, Yeah. I, that's it. Like, I've heard Nipsey Hussle before. Oh, I thought you were going to say, the only reason I really knew about Nipsey Hussle, honestly, is because of, you know, the, the dude. Because he was killed? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had I had heard of him before, and I had heard the term, uh, well, it's not Liberace, but something that rhymes that way, um, using a word we're not allowed to use as white men. All right, take <laughs> So these things that just go along with things, you know, we knew from the past. So I hear these things and I go, oh, yeah, I guess that's some thing. And Nipsey Hussle was that kind of deal. Um, and, you know, I, so after that, I was like, all right, well, let me go check this dude out. You know, I don't. Again, I don't know that I understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, his album Victory Lap is apparently pretty popular. And um like parts of it were kind of cool, but it feels like the old gangsta rap shit, which I don't know how that still plays. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, that he's going to shoot you and whatnot, you know? Um, here's a little taste of Victory Lap for you. Have you've never, you've never heard him before? Not that I know of. I, might, right. I might have. I mean, I do listen to the some of the hip hop stations on, on the XM, but I don't really pay attention that much. All right. Here, here's a little taste of Nipsey Hustle. Um, and it's not terrible, but like, there's a point that I want to make uh, after this because everything about him is the old gangsta rap shit. Like, he'll shoot you, he's not fucking around. There you go. I'm the type that's gonna go get it. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your feelings. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. Gotta keep the devil in his hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. Honey pro flow. Alright, so you get the gist, right? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um I don't so hate I'm, it. I mean, I mean No, I don't hate it either. I, there's it, like uh, out of like like we mentioned last time, Lil Yachty and shit like that. <laughs> like this is way better than that, right? Yeah. But the thing that was interesting to me, so I after he died, you know. 
and everybody's losing their mind. And I'm like, well, did I miss something? Like, was there something great going on here? And I'm too fucking old. So I, I go down this rabbit hole and I'm listening to the podcast of The Breakfast Club. Do you, are you know about The Breakfast Club? Uh, not the not the John Bender and fucking no, Claire. Okay. No, I don't. The Breakfast Club is a is a out of New York City. It's like a black morning show uh, with Charlemagne, and Charlemagne's funny as fuck. But so I like him, and they had this podcast up about Nipsey Hussle, and through the whole thing, uh, they play an interview with him, and the, his whole deal was, uh, he was in gangs and he lived this hard life, and and this whole everything you everything you come to expect, and then in the middle they're going, man you don't expect this to happen to Nipsey. And I'm like, well, why not? No, that's exactly who you expected to happen <laughs> to. Like, and, and they, they, you know, I got the part where apparently he put a lot of money back in the community and did a lot of good. But like everything I've heard him say and everything that, that I know about him and everything I talked to my son about, like this was the lifestyle he lived. Um, so who would, like, if you said to me, Man, you don't expect this to happen to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) I would be like, yeah, you don't, man. Justin Timberlake, you know, he's just, he's on Saturday Night Live goofing around. You don't, but. Yeah, I mean, Justin Timberlake cried when his Escalade was about to be (laughs) rebirthed. Yeah, when he was on Punked. You know, (laughs) I mean, it was just kind of weird to me. I was like, well, no, this is exactly who I think this kind of stuff happens to. But I'm not saying anybody should be. Oh, no. Killed. No, I'm not getting into that. But I'm just saying, like, when this is the life that you seem to exist in. Um, yeah, that I shit just, follows you, man. You yeah. can run far, man, but that shit follows you sometimes. It, it's got to be fucked up, though, you know? Like, because like, obviously anybody who's creative, like if you, in this way that Nipsey Hussle was or whatever, if you're a creative type, your mind works outside of just being a, a a complete idiot. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to offer something to the world. And then, so you succeed and, and now you want to give back. Like you want to take the money you've made and you, and, and apparently by all accounts, that's what this guy did. But somewhere in there, you're still connected to all that shit, you know? And it's gotta be a, a, a difficult situation. So we're not saying we're laughing that Nipsey Hussle is dead. We're just... No, dude, not at all. We're just kind of saying, like, when you say that this is the last dude it should have happened to, this kind of seems like exactly who it might happen to, you know? On the flip side of that, have you heard the new Aaron Lewis from Stained track? No. All right, so if you and I were to sit down and write a song like if we were to say hey what what could we do to turn on all the red hats all the trump supporters like like what if we were to sit here and write a comedy song <laughs> oh, a comedy song well like we would think it's a comedy song cuz <laughs> we we would be like what's the most pandering fucking shit we could come up with no like i mean first a it would have to be country of course. Okay, you've checked right. one box. Check the box. It's got to be country. It's probably got something about guns and God. It's titled <laughs> Guns and God. Hold, hold on, hold on a second. It's actually titled, uh, I think what? it's Gods and Guns. You, But you were backwards, all right, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say Guns and Jesus, actually. Because right. you got to get the right Sky Monster in there. 
Right. Um, there's got to be beer in the truck. I don't think I remember a beer. No, I don't think there's a beer reference. Down home on the farm. Well, would it like kind of be in a common man? Common man. Yeah, down. Yeah. Check that box. Um, front porch sitting, drinking lemonade with grandma. What about like? What about anything about the elites trying to look down on you? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. You gotta add that, right? (laughs) So (laughs) and 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 I guess if you're gonna throw it in there, there's got to be like a toss away line about CNN being assholes, something you know along those lines. Finding a rhyme. Hold on. Okay, you're you're on to something. This is fucking actually funny. <laughs> Cause since I know you haven't heard this, this is actually funny. All right. So um now keep in mind this is Aaron Lewis from Stained. Remember the old song I'm on the outside and I'm looking in. He yeah. was all broken, you know, that shit. Everything was metal as fuck. And now this is a guy who's been super rich for what, twenty years now, right? Something like that? Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark, he's been he's been rather wealthy. Um, I just want you to take a listen to uh, "God and Guns." Is that really what it's called? That's funny. It's really what it's called. Just take this All in for a minute. We'll just go. On TV, they their Saying their way is better for living my life. Democrats, libtards. They don't give a damn about a common man. Hell, they never. Do. <laughs> Hold on. So say what you want to about the things I hold true and the fabric that makes up this red, white, and blue. Cause I'll fight for my country till the day that I'm. How awful is that? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's definitely a manufactured song targeted for an audience. It's like manufactured. It's not, dude. Like, it's not a creative thing. But well, let me get back to that thought there for a second. It reminds me so much of when I was in basic training. Do you? I don't know if I ever told you. I mean, I, I would think I did, but you know. They played Lee Greenwood, uh, God bless the USA, every night, like at lights out, uh-huh. and like right before or right after taps. You played, you know, at lights out. You played taps, and then, um, then Lee Greenwood came on at lights out oh, every night, wow. and like this sounds like it it was working to replace because Lee Lee Greenwood's song what, what was that like oh yeah we we're, we're due we're, for we're, a new one yeah what are we talking like forty years old now like. Like yeah. even even that tread is a little worn, you know. Dude, I, when you say that, it's kind of funny, man. Uh, back in the early '90s, when I used to listen to Rush, right? Not, not Getty Lee Rush, Limbaugh Rush, <laughs> um, yeah, and only because at the time I used to listen to a lot of talk radio. We had a station here, and Rush w- wasn't the same. Rush in the no, '90s no, was not no. Rush of today, too. Dude, none of these people are man. Like I used to listen to Glenn Beck all the time, and he was not this fucking. Everybody's a goddamn carnival huckster now. Yeah. Everybody, like I don't give a shit who it is. There's a fucking formula for it all. If you buy into any of it, you're insane. 
you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I remember during like rush was ad or was it, it was either Glenn Beck or rush. It doesn't matter, but one of them kept advertising some concert for America and it was Martina McBride and they would play some song she had about, you know, whatever, red, white, and blue making her fucking wet or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> and, and Lee Greenwood, like the, the, this was the lineup, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just like to me. And, and again, look, before anybody's like you fucking anti-American, why don't you get out of the country? We're not anti-American. We're just saying like, when something is so pandering, like if you're the if you're the target demographic for this dog shit song that I just played, you should be insulted more than we are. Like because this guy is a fraud that is just trying to milk you for money. If you watch the video of his acoustic performance of this, he's wearing a Smith and Wesson T-shirt. Yeah, like it's so it's so obvious pandering. See, you here, should be insulted. But here's the thing. Like, and that's my other thought here, getting back to it. It is definitely a manufactured song. Like, like sure. who's our target audience? Who's who are we marketing this to? You know what I mean? The, it's it's record execs who wrote this song, not any fucking creative piece that somebody wanted to sit down and write a song to. I mean, let's 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 be honest. No. But on this other side of the token, I'm okay with the sellout thing. Like, like if I had the opportunity to do that, like I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> like, I wish I, I wish but, we could get to the point that somebody would ask us to sell out. Yeah, no, I mean, like I'm okay with it. Like, like whatever. Like, but you just fucking gotta recognize that that's what it is, and don't just put your head in the sand and and think, oh, this is a great piece of art because it's because no. it got it has God and guns and them libtards ain't gonna tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I'm gonna put yeah. some. I'm gonna put a put some. <laughs> I'm gonna open a can of Wapass. Those, uh, those exactly. talking heads on TV. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna on, I'm man. gonna run my truck truck nuts right over their face. Like yeah. now, nah, like. Nah, Let me I tell mean, you something. Let me tell you something right now. These colors here, they don't run. And you all do right? like, dude. I'm all about you. Do you? If that's what that's the kind of shit that makes you happy, like live it. But. Um, don't you gotta be more than that though? Like, I'm not like, dude, like, I, here's the thing, man. I, I know cats that are all about this kind of shit. Right. And they're good people. Like I'm not, I'm not, we're not belittling people, but this can't just be your, your identity can't be an AR 15. Your identity can't be the flag. Like you're a, you're, you're a human. You have a limited window of time to be on this planet. Right. You should, you you, I'm not talking about your group. I'm talking about you should be more than this, right? Yeah. Like you should have an interest. You should have a hobby. Like, and it, and your hobby shouldn't include putting a bump stock on your fucking <laughs> AR-15. Like I'm saying like, you should try to leave a mark. Don't be a fucking cliche, man. Like These cats, you go on Facebook and you see any dude, you, you watch him make some fucked up comment in a thread about libtards and Hillary's emails and shit, and you go to his profile pictures and you see his AR-15. Like, you're a cliche at that point. Don't be that. Like, it doesn't mean you can't dig these things. Just don't be a fucking cliche. But to that point, I am not above selling to the fucking cliches. 
I'll you know fucking I mean? write. You give me money, I'll write Gods and Guns Part Two. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't even believe in God, but yeah. I'll do it. Like, and and we talked about Howard last week getting so fucking bent and dropping the c word and all that other stuff that he was <laughs> dro- dropping over being called Hollywood. And and I guess that's the implication that he was a sellout. But like, I, I still don't get. I, I mean, it's still kind of weird to me. Like, how do you, how do you get pissed off about being a sellout? Like he's Baba the definition. Of- <laughs> I just I had to do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but you you know what I'm getting at, man. Like I don't like that's what you're in it for. You're in it to fucking sell out. You're like that's you know for the most part. For the most part, I mean, there are pe- people who want to be musicians just because. And and I kind of consider that myself. Like, dude, I'm just as happy playing a guitar to an empty beach as I or you know to an empty room as I am making money at it like so it doesn't matter to me i'm cool with it but if i I'm had the happier oppor- if somebody wants to give me money though no no dude but uh, my point is, is yeah no of course yeah. but like i do it for fun also if you, sure. if you feel me yeah no i do i mean that's what i'm saying like you know but it is weird like stern you by the way you since you bring up stern um so, so you know, on the Twitter account, and I guess you followed him because I, I never really use our Twitter account. I every once in a while I pop on and I'll fuck around with something, but I guess you followed Stuttering John at some point. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I go on there, and uh, so Stuttering John, like, dude has literally created a cottage industry about hating Howard Stern at this fucking point. He's got his podcast where he talks shit on Stern. He goes on other people's podcasts and talks shit on Stern. He has a book where he talks shit on Stern. And then now he's got, it's called John, uh, John, Jackie and Billy on Howard. It's like the first episode is free and then you're supposed to pay for the rest. And I'm not paying for the rest, but I watched, I did watch the first episode. So it's Billy West, John and Jackie talking about their days on, uh, well, is this is this all John has going right now? I mean, like, because he's not on any late shows anymore, right? Since Leno closed shop, is he? I, I don't know. No, he's not. Yeah, as far as I can tell, he's not doing anything. Um, but his last episode of his, so I go on onto our Twitter, and he just advertises the latest episode of the Stuttering John podcast, right? And um, which you know makes me hate what we do more. <laughs> because now he has one. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I go listen to it because, you know, we're old fans of the show. Of course, I'm going to go, hey, what's John up to? You know what I mean? And he's got Chauncey on. You, you remember so, Chauncey? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're feeling the, your balls shriveling up already. So. But the one part was kind of funny. Chauncey had a privately recorded conversation between him and Howard uh, Howard Stern, Donald Trump, back before, obviously, well before Trump was president. Do you remember Victoria Zrock? No. Okay, well, she was hot as fuck back in the day, right? And she was like a Playboy penthouse combo model and whatnot. And anyway, um, so apparently Chauncey had information that Trump... Uh, had been with Zrock, and Zrock was now saying that, you know, Trump was awful in bed, 
and that he didn't even know how to kiss. He slobbered all over the place. So Trump didn't want this story running. So Chauncey had a recording that he made of talking to Trump. So that part was kind of funny because Trump's like, look, she's a third rate whore. I wouldn't even fuck her. What are you talking about, Chauncey? Come on. You know, he's doing all this kind of bullshit. And it was when The Apprentice was in the height of its fucking popularity. So he's like, she just wants to get a taste of the, you know, gravy train or whatever the fuck his story, you know. <laughs> right. But then Cha then Chauncey's like, but I had pictures of him out with her. Like he's, you know, <laughs> like the, you know, the bullshit that Trump right. lies and people just eat it up. But so then they go into Stern and they spend like a half hour just talking about what a piece of shit Stern is. And so in one window of time, I'm... Listening to this Chauncey John thing. I watched the Billy Jackie uh, John thing. I've heard John on it. And I'm like, dude, is this what you do? Like, is this all you do now? Like, I know. All kind I, huh. I'm, I mean, Jackie, I know is Jackie's still trying to work and all that. And I mean, you know, I, it's funny because we listen to that show and listen to them talk for so many years. I feel like it's a weird vibe. Like, you feel like you know them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but Billy, I haven't heard from in years. I mean, it's been so long. Like with Billy, I don't, I don't have any, don't even have any idea. Honestly, I figured Billy was probably dead by now because, like, I'm either that or he's just doing voiceover work on the side. I don't I have no idea what he's been doing in the last. Billy did a, Billy did a lot of shit, like all of Futurama. Did you ever watch Futurama? Oh yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, um, Billy. Billy's done a lot of things. He was uh, Stimpy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, he's well, done a lot he, of shit. He was Larry Fine there, too. Oh, well, yeah, he was Larry. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny about dudes who do voices? Um, if you ever watch guys who, like, Billy, uh, Kumia, and, and Kumia's voice is, you know, we, uh, his dice impression, I guess, is what we're getting yeah. <laughs> at this point. But, dude, they're so awkward. Like, when you watch them on video, because for years you just heard them on audio. You know, right. But when you watch them now, they're so awkward to watch. They both have this thing where they flap their arms around while they're doing <laughs> the voices that they're doing. And it's really uncomfortable. Um, the, you, know, you remember that old thing face made for radio? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. But I respect Billy West. I mean, in the sense of he's done a lot of cool shit. He, he's a pop culture uh, kind of icon. Stimpy is a massive pop culture icon. Futurama, you know that whole window of time. But I just don't understand. Like, I mean, but but I you, well, you know who I was going to say different is Bill Hader. Like, I just uh, because Barry, that show Barry is back, and I saw Bill yeah. Hader doing the press tour this weekend, and um, he can get by doing voices, and even all the time he did it on Saturday Night Live doing voices, he didn't really have to do much. Like, it wasn't awkward, and at least breaks that mold that you were just talking about yeah if you can do it without doing all the weird shit then i guess it's fine but by the way have you watched barry yet i watched um halfway through the first season dude i love that show man it's fucking it funny. is a pretty cool show it really is funny I, I don't know the dude's name but the hairless dude um uh, i love that fucking character oh he well he was also in uh gotham uh so I'm familiar with him. But yeah, dude, that character, the way he shows up and just like, he's fucking hilarious on there. Dude, he is like a soulless prick, but you got to love him, man. Like the I it's uh, like the funniest fucking character I think I've ever like to me one of the most interesting characters I've seen in years. 
What is that shit when you have no hair? Uh, alopecia? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think that's what that is. I, I believe he actually suffers from that because that, that's exactly how he looked in Gotham, too. Unless he created that look for Gotham and then they were like, hey, while you still have that, fucker, you yeah. want to do this role, <laughs> you know? Um, Fucking great character, though. Just say, hey, Barry, now, I, you know, I'm going to have to kill you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good to see you. Come on in. I can't wait. You know, I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah, he just shows up like it's all pleasant and happy. And he's a psychopath. Yeah, you know? he's a total psychopath. Hey, we're going to order some donuts because, you know, you're going to die today. <laughs> yeah, today will be your last day. <laughs> Um, speaking of crazy fuckers, uh, I just want to touch on this quickly because this is just so funny to me. Um, so in a deposition, because we talked about it before, uh, you, you and I have talked about it. Me and Gallagher have talked about it. Alex Jones is being sued by the Sandy Hook families and in a deposition. <laughs> you, you can't get away one episode without talking about Alex Jones. I you? love what, a, no, because you know what? I don't even care about this fucking guy. I only give a shit about all the motherfuckers on that uh, that were on my friend list over the years that thought they were tuned in because this asshole, this fucking carnival barker WWE ass clown told them that he had the real dope on shit. So Jones in his deposition now has backed off of all of his Sandy Hook was a false flag shit and never happened claiming he was suffering from psychosis. And here's his quote. I, uh, let me do it like him. I, myself, have almost had like a form of psychosis back in the past where I basically thought everything was staged, even though I've now learned a lot of times things aren't staged. Are you flapping your arms right now while you're doing that voice? Should I do it again and flap my arms? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. I can't see you. I could flap him around if you want me to. Um, so that was his whole thing. So he's now learned that things aren't staged because I just realized if if I say they are, you might sue me and take away all my fucking money. That's when you learn <laughs> things aren't always staged. Yeah. This guy is such a fucking piece of shit. But I don't give a shit about him. Fuck him. If you are someone who once fought with people like you got you found yourself in heated arguments maybe even ended friendships uh because Alex Jones was telling you that something you you know you were really tuned in everybody else was the sheeple and that you needed to buy his iodine pills and elixirs um if you're that person there's what he that when it came down to him and him losing something he was willing to admit maybe he had psychosis are they going to let him so, back on twitter now We just want to say from a collective another cast family, which now actually includes Jesse Kime. He's just joined us. We want to give a collective LOL to all of you who maybe thought that you should have ended a friendship. You know? Dig. I think that's what we should do. Let's do some Hollywood stuff. It's time for another bit of showbiz news. All the skinny on what's going on with the picture shows and the boob tube. So, uh, were you flapping your arms when you did that skinny? I don't even have that's on a fucking button. I got a button here. I didn't have to flap anything. I just push a button. Why would you flap your arms after you push a button? <laughs> I'm just asking. 
No, I just said that in the thing and added some wacky effects in audition. Anyway, look, Star Wars Celebration began today, goes into tomorrow. We'll probably have a trailer for episode nine. I know you're excited. Are we done? Is this the last one, like, forever? Or this is the last one for a while as they as they reconfigure. Um, because there was all the anthology films that they were going to do. There was apparently a, a Obi-Wan film coming. And I'm not saying apparently, like, from insiders, there was a script, there was everything. And then when the Han Solo film, which was a bad idea, if we can say yeah. that. Yeah, it really felt like it was going to get, really felt like pod racers again. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad idea, and and it failed miserably. Um, and so then at that point they announced we're not going to do any more anthology films, and then now we're rethinking everything apparently over there at Disney, Lucasfilm, whatever the fuck. But um, I did dig that other uh, other side story one. What was that? Oh, Rogue One was yeah, Rogue awesome. One was awesome. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no Rogue One. I think personally, I don't, and I'm sure you probably agree, is the best new Star Wars film that has been released. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you all the way. Yeah, Rogue One was fantastic. Um, so episode nine, we're probably tomorrow. We'll see a trailer. If not tomorrow, Saturday, somebody's seeing a trailer. Um, and the rumor is. Now, there's two really solid rumors, and and I wanted to get your take on them as somebody who is not impressed with any of this shit. <laughs> um, the one rumor is that Emperor Palpatine will be alive again because in the in the expanded universe canon, which can be borrowed from, even though they said that it was all wiped out, so all the books and all the shit from before... They said didn't count, but they have cherry picked from it. And one of the things, and Ian McDermott has been around uh, a lot lately, so they think that Palpatine will come back, and he will have been behind a lot of all this shit that's going on um, as a clone. Because in the canon, in the old canon uh, books, he had cloned himself, and okay. so you remember the clone army. Yeah, of course, yeah. So he used that to clone himself in case something happened to him. Right. Uh, and that he, that he will return. And I'm not impressed. So okay. Far. Now, and the other thing is, this is going to, you're, you're going to totally, I'm going to lose you right here. But in the prequels, he discusses the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, who learned how to cheat death. Okay, so that's going into this too. Now, the other, so now, you might that, have... That idea I find interesting so far. So if, so if Palpatine had followed... Now, Plagueis was, the, in, the, in the Sith, there's the rule of two. There's a master right. and there's an apprentice. Yeah. And Palpatine was the apprentice to Darth Plagueis the Wise, right? Mm -hmm. So if Palpatine... And, the, and the, the apprentice always kills the master, all right? So... If Palpatine, or if, I'm sorry, if, if Plagueis had learned how to cheat death and Palpatine figured it out from him, then killed him, then all this time Plagueis was actually, I mean, uh, God damn it, this is all too many Ps. So Palpatine was actually still out there and regrouping after Vader threw original Palpatine down that shaft and, you know, killed him. With all the lightning, yeah. With all the lightning. 
So then Snoke, while we're all upset, like in the last film, like, well, why'd you create this dude if he doesn't, you, you didn't even explain who the fuck he was. Maybe he doesn't matter anyway. And Palpatine's actually the grand master behind everything. So there's that. Well, the other... here's, here's my problem, though. Huh. Because when you're creating fantasy, there has to be some kind of like laws of physics to go with it, right? Mm-hmm. So if, how does, if Palpatine, or if Plagueis knows how to cheat death, and how does Palpatine kill him then? Or does he have to double kill him, like have to kill him and then kill him again? Well, we don't know. I mean, at least I don't know because I didn't read all that shit. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, Palpatine I, may have figured out how to. Or to see a lot of the, the a lot of the belief was that Snoke was actually Plagueis. Um. So it gets all kinds of convoluted and weird. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's one theory that we're gonna see or hear the voice of Palpatine in this trailer. Right. The other theory about this film, and there is reason to back this up ray you know how the whole thing about is who is her parents right they were no one well there was there's legitimate evidence that originally ray was cloned from luke skywalker's hand when they remember they give her his lightsaber and then he throws it over his shoulder and whatnot yeah so when she touches that saber and hears all that shit in her head, she hears all those memories that she shouldn't have mm-hmm. in in The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was originally supposed to open with his hand floating in space because Bespin was a cloud city, if you remember. So when he got his hand cut off, it would have fallen out into nothingness, right? <laughs> I know this is real. That's, that's why I want to get your take. All right, I'm really. Bored. I know what I. Like, I know what I think. I, so I'm, I'm really getting bored by this conversation now. Already, would you? <laughs> would you? Would you be okay if she was cloned from a hand? Um. Uh, no, I think not. <laughs> I think I would be. I think it's kind of cheese. Like, cause seriously, the. If you go back in the logistics of it, right, you find, like, who's going to find this hand floating in space? And if you find a hand floating in space, how are you going to know that it's Luke's hand? <laughs> like, it, so you're driving one, because in, in that Lando Calrissian Cloud City, they had those two little brown, you know, double sidecar vehicles. They were badass. That, that, that vehicle makes no sense, but okay. <laughs> it does make no sense. Like, but what you're... are you doing? What are you doing, sidecar? Who's driving? Which one's driving? <laughs> so you're riding around in those little sidecar vehicles, right? And you like, and this hand hits your windshield. Do you stop and think, huh, there's a hand here. <laughs> I might have to go grab this hand and bring it inside and have Lando DNA test it and find out if it's Luke's. Like, I, I, like it makes no sense to me. Like... I'm upset that when you said Lando, you didn't finish it with the smoothest brother in the galaxy. <laughs> he was smooth. He was fucking smooth as shit, dude. But um, so, so he, like that idea, or or is somebody going out, or is there fucking metachlorians, a metachlorian detector, and they find his hand is full of metachlorians? <laughs> this I, hand I, has I, the most <laughs> metachlorians ever, bro. So I don't know, man. I'd be much happier. Like I think it would be truer to the story is if if she actually had like a dark Sith parent if palpatine yeah or something along them lines i'm down with that yeah it makes more sense to me you know like even if you're creating a fantasy world your fantasy world has to make sense it has to have its own laws of physics man and 
you know, they created this world. You can't go changing it with fucking Jar Jars. I don't know. That's my take yeah. on it. I'm agreeing with you on this. Like, I'll accept a Palpatine connection somehow. And I won't be happy about it, but I'll accept it. Because it still kind of fucks with everything we grew up with. But I'll accept it. I will not accept that she was cloned from a hand. And then I want to take you from that into this next point. Because this is kind of... Actually, I'm glad you brought up the, what an audience should be expected to accept. So... I was listening to the cinephiles with John Rogan. We talked about John Rogan on here before, and I like John. I, 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 I do, but sometimes he's a little too woke for me, right? Yeah. So cinephiles was doing a two-parter on Back to the Future. And he, as you know, I love fucking Back to I, I love it. I think it. there's two perfect films in, in my estimation uh, that immediately come to mind. If you say to me, what's two perfect films? Jaws. Jaws, number one for me, man. 100%. Yes. 100% perfect film. No flaw, no nothing, nothing. Back to the Future. There's flaws in Back to the Future uh, because you're dealing with time, and anytime you start dealing with time, you get in a lot of fuckery and stuff. But the way the film's shot, the way the story's told, the exposition throughout the entire thing is just flawless. It's a great film. But through that, um, one of the points that was made, there was two guests on, there were writers, and I'm just going to preface with this because of what the point you just made, I want to tie that in. They said that Spielberg has a rule that you can only expect one suspension of disbelief from an audience. And then beyond that, you're asking too much, right? So if you establish one solid, crazy suspension of disbelief, an audience will accept that. And then you can build upon that from everything else. But you can't repeatedly ask for suspensions of disbelief. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, with Star Wars, you set up this world. It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and you set up this reality. You painted the picture in, in you know, in a New Hope, and so you kind of got to stick to that reality, you know. And right when, even though, you know, fuck, Star Wars episodes happened over the course of you know, 30 years real time or 40 years real time. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, you know, in, 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 on earth time, human time. But so even though the technology changed in, 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 in the human world, like it couldn't have changed in the star Wars world. Like the ships can't get that much better. Like they, right. it was a medieval style with lightsabers. They were still fighting with swords and lasers. And you know what I mean? They had their semi antiquated technology in a lot of ways. You gotta yeah, stick. Yeah. You gotta stick to it. Yeah, you, and you can't like if you if you once establish a a, a storyline where you have to have training to be a Jedi and you have to do it, you can't just all of a sudden start deciding people just have the fucking force. You you you're asking too much at a certain point. Yes, and you're asking right. too much when you have four Skype across the galaxy and you can just talk to each other and see each other. You're you're starting to fuck with everything too much, and that was the problem with the Last Jedi, and it will be the problem. If if she's made from a hand, yeah, like you're just getting into to B movie fuckery, like weird shit, and it just gets stupid. So that's why I wanted to tie that to that. Now the other thing about the cinephiles and Back to the Future that I wanted to get to is that through the course of this two part thing, there's two incidents where um, uh, the people on the episode were a little too woke for me. One. Goldie Wilson. You remember Mayor Goldie Wilson? Yeah. Uh, Re-elect Mayor Goldie Wilson, you know, when, when he's going through the town in the in the 80s. Then he goes back in time, and he's in the diner with George, his dad, yeah. and Mr. Carruthers, and, and 
Goldie's going off. I'm going to, you know, one day I'm going to clean up this town. And he's like, yeah, that's right. He's going to be mayor. And he's like, mayor, you know, that kind of thing. And Mr. Carruthers says, you, mayor, that'll be the day. They stop there and they're like, can we discuss the casual racism in films in the 80s? And they're they're like kind of offended by that. Um, now, this was 1955. If if all Mr. Carruthers said was you, mayor, that would have been nice. That would like chances are he really would have said something a lot worse than that. Well, take the racist picture out of it, right? Just say say Goldie's a white dude, right? And he's mopping up the floor. He's still just a kid mopping the floor. Right. Like, so if he's a white dude and they say, you, mayor, that'll be the day. Like, how? Right. you know, I, I mean, I guess their point is, is they did cho- cho- choose a black guy to right. to play that part. So, but he's still, a, you know, a kid sweeping the floor who's who's kind of, hmm, mayor, he was a little over the top-ish, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you he's, know, got, he's got delusions of grandeur at that point in his life. Yeah. He's just some jabroni sleep sweeping up the floor in a soda shop. But the the point, it's not casual racism. It was actually an examination of how far we had come yeah. since 1955 to 1985. Because now black mayors were not something of fantasy and science fiction. <laughs> like them. So the, the, being woke in that moment when you're sitting there going, can we discuss how casual this was? And they were just laughing it off like they're Mr. W- Mr. Crothers and Goldie Wilson were still friends, even though he was saying, yes, that's exactly how it would have been in 1955. Doesn't make it right. It just means that's how it would have been. The second part. I am a cis man. And for that, I do apologize. Let's apologize again. Should we play just once from from? Je- Hold on. Let's let's get down with this. Look, we're white cis men. I'm heterosexual too. I just wanted to say that. Br- he's not. But we're both Most sorry. Times I am. Yeah. And sometimes you know if somebody's got enough cash to offer, we're sorry. You know we can't help that we were born this way, as Lady Gaga has put it. I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so the second part <laughs> was the Johnny B. Good sequence. And so, as we know, in the film, uh, Michael J. Fox at the Enchantment of the Sea dance plays Johnny B. Good. The band is Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. And when he hears him play this, he calls his cousin Chuck Berry. Right. Yeah, I remember. And says, you remember that sound? You know that sound you were looking for? Yeah, that's after the picture comes back. After he... Because he does some Van Halen-ish kind of... At the end, yeah. He's in the solo, and then he just goes into some fucking... Yeah, I guess you're not ready for that anymore. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but but your kids are going to love it. You know, that thing. Um, They... Roca was highly fucking offended. He said this part pisses him off. It's the one part that really makes him upset. It's total bullshit that a white man now invented rock and roll. You can't be this woke. You gotta just, like, I mean, dude, how do you go through life being that woke? You know how angry you would be all the time? <laughs> no, I, I guess. Is, I don't know. Is, is he a white dude or I don't know? who Roca is a Latino. Latino. But um, he's always a cool dude. Like, that's the thing that fucks me up about the dude, man. He's he's like a cool fucking guy. But he just does this woke gimmick that's just so overdone. 
You know? Yeah, no, I mean, like, dude, we all know. You just apologize. We're white dudes, man. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, shit was wrong in the lo- for a long time, and we're trying to make it better. Like, yeah. You know, but you can't apologize for everything every day, man. Like, shit was wrong for a long time. and it's, It was fucked up. <laughs> it was terrible. It really was, man. And it's in, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of things that are still really fucking terrible. And you fix them one at a time, man, as best you can. But I got to go back, man. I'm not saying that that um, black music didn't invent rock and roll, but, man, there were a lot of white dudes back there that were sure helping it. I mean, yeah, you I got mean, Jerry Lee Lewis, and, you, I mean, like... I mean, it was it wasn't necessarily. I mean, yeah, it was a transformation from, you know, blues and all that coming through, which was primarily black music. But like, I don't know, man. You can't apologize for that scene. Like, no. come on, dude. It was just a throwaway comedy piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's dude. I mean, what are you doing? Like, when you're getting upset over that, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's not even real. It's not like they're presenting it in a history class. No. You know? <laughs> like just just mellow out. Don't be so woke all day, John Roca. It was That's just a little saying. comedy piece. Like in, you know, if you I, I doubt many people even caught it, you know what I mean? I d- I never gave it much thought. I, I got to be honest with you. I would never have thought of that as an insult. Maybe no. maybe that's cuz I'm not woke enough. I don't know. And so, and but like going back to Goldie Wilson, right? Like, if you were a black dude, and and all of a sudden, like they were like, "Oh, the casual racism." Blah, blah. If you started whitewashing what we used to do and say in the demean, who would be happy with that? Like, do you? So we're gonna start pretending that like we never acted like black dudes. Like th- that's what happened in 1955. Like people would be like, "Well, there's only so far you're gonna go there, son." You know what I mean? Like. And if you started and, taking that out of films, that's that's a greater insult. That's more fucked up. And yeah, and 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 honestly, like there's a lot of worse things to talk about. I mean, like you know, obviously, Friends and Seinfeld are good examples of like living in New York City and it's, like all just white people. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like there's no, there are no brothers at all on Friends. I don't think that I've ever seen one. You know what I mean? I don't think I, I never watch a show, but I've never seen anybody put like I have people put up clips and they'll be like, oh, this seems I've never seen a black person on that show. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and yeah, it's all over TV, man. But speaking of dude, do you ever watch the, uh, the the Chai? The who? The Chai, C-H-I. Dude, no. the second season just started. It's on Stars or Showtime. I forget. Dude, good fucking good fucking show, man. What's it about? Chicago? Yeah. The hood in Chicago, yeah. man. No, I haven't I haven't even heard of it till you just said that. Yeah, good drama, man. Well, I'll check it out. I've been uh you know what I watched recently? The first two episodes of the Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele's new Twilight Zone. And, you know, you live in the age of Black Mirror now. And uh Black Mirror is bad bar. There's a high bar. There's a high bar right there. And I don't know that the new Twilight Zone is holding that high bar. They're even coming near it, you know. And 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 what the other thing I would Jordan Peele, rather than just being Jordan Peele, he's trying to do a Rod Serling impersonation. You know how they used to be on right. the old yeah, show. Yeah, 
And it's just, I don't know, man. I'm hoping it gets better because I love me some anthology series like that where it's every episode's different and some kind of crazy story. So I hope it gets better. But so far, I'm I'm really not feeling the whole thing. It's like a remake that really didn't need to, I think, happen so far. Which actually reminds me, I saw the new Pet Cemetery. Speaking of remakes that didn't need to happen. You know, yeah, no, I um, I was a big King fan when I was a kid, and I read all those books. Like that was my, that was my first like, you know, as a young teenager, or I guess even probably younger than that. That was my first kind of foray into finding an author I dug, and I, I think I read like every Stephen King book out there at the time, like in the you know early '80s or late '70s, and um, maybe even later, maybe even to the later '80s. And even Pet Cemetery as a book mm-hmm. really wasn't that great of a story. I mean, it was okay. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess it was as good as, looking back on it now, I guess it was as good as any fucking car that was alive. You know what I mean? Right. But, but um, yeah, it's not that interesting a story, to be honest with you, to, to warrant two movies. Well, the thing, the first film, um, you know, you had Fred Gwynn. Which is you can't beat that. <laughs> you know, I wish more. I I, you know, I would like to have seen Fred Gwynn in a whole lot more movies. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I know. We had My Cousin Vinny, and we had Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Great fucking role in My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh my god, dude, he's awesome in that. And even in Pet Cemetery, like I always love a, the soil of a man's heart is Stonia. You know, like yeah. that, that dumbass fucking accent from New England. But yeah, I mean, dude, I I all the, and Zelda. Zelda in Pet Cemetery, the first one, was one of the creepiest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like that, I've had nightmares about that broad, like creeping up at the end of my bed and stuff, you know. Um, this version, Zelda, not that scary. You know, and the thing is, is like, I always think like, okay, so we have, what was that, like 1989, 90? Hey, the when, old Pet Cemetery? Yeah, somewhere around there. I, I lost track. So you've had all these years to build on this and and drop something that was so much more horrifying and and they failed. They like did they use a lot of CGI in it? Um no, I wouldn't say there was a lot of CGI. There was a lot of like jump scary kind of shit, but that didn't didn't necessarily work. Yeah. John Lithgow played the Fred Gwynn character. He said the line the soil of a man's heart is stonier, but he didn't have this the cool accent. Um, so that kind of sucked. They, they switched up a couple little details, uh, from the first one and this one. Um, but overall, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I was like, well, why did you bother to do this? Like, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess it's a cash grab, but I don't And, and especially after it, you know, it did very well financially. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, it, I get it. it. And then that's why I was asking about the CGI. Cause it had a great look yeah like the, this the, had that, a good look too that clown fucking looked badass you know what i mean oh, yeah. pennywise yeah, yeah. pennywise in the new movie it was fucking fantastic yes i agree with that but yeah, I, I i don't know like the, i think this tried to capture that and it's a shame because i mean you could have tried to do something really twisted with it um and they i don't know it's just boring it's it's it, it's not nothing better than the first one, and, and and it leads me to ask you this: Have you seen the trailer for the Lion King? 
Dude, it looks fucking amazing. Like in terms of the CGI, the picture, the the what it looks like is fucking amazing CGI to me. Holy shit. Like it's yeah, fucking it's mind blowing. It's beautiful, yeah. It's like you're watching real animals. And no, dude, it's fucking amazing. I mean, it really is amazing. But I like I can't so here's back to this throwing reality out of the question, right? Are the animals going to sing songs and stuff? Like they, that's where it's oh, throwing yeah. me. Like, didn't are, you stay at, didn't you stay after the credit parts? No, I guess not. When Timon and Puma are singing, uh, uh see, Akuna Matata. <laughs> now I'm thrown. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh no. So like, Oh no, they, they're doing, is it like the same exact movie? Uh, from everything I've seen, and they, it's like a shot for shot, which is my question now. If you're doing it shot for shot, but the only difference is that, because, dude, it's even got James Earl Jones as Mustafa again, right? Or Mufasa, whatever it is. Yeah, I want, yeah Mufasa, not Mustafa. Um, it, it's got him voicing that again. Now, it does have John Oliver as, uh, what's that, Zazu, the fucking big-nosed bird? Yeah. Toucan. <laughs> Now that's kind of funny to me, you know, but but the but each character is being voiced by someone that sounds like the characters from before. You know what I mean? Um so, so now but now I'm really thrown. Now I don't know if I mean it's fucking gorgeous. It but, is. So, it's amazing. But I don't know if I I think I like the cartoon as idea better. Like you you know that's what, what I mean? I'm like, saying. I can't, Do we need this? Yeah, I don't know. That's the question here. Dude, like, and it, I remember when the Lion King cartoon came out too, like the cartoon version, because that was right around the time when we were changing over to DVD from VHS. If yeah, I shortly after, yep. And I remember that coming out on DVD and I was fucking blown away how beautiful that animation looked. You know, I mean, like it would, at the time, I'm, you know, now it would look like dog shit probably compared it to what's does. out. But, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't stay for it. I, I probably won't watch it until it comes on HBO anyway. But no, um, if even if then, because I don't think it's a movie that needs to be remade, especially That's if you're doing I'm, shot for shot, man. Yeah, if you're not going to offer anything new, I don't know what the need for this was. Like, I mean, and you know, it's I guess been, I can see the market though for us of this age, who. Yeah or even maybe the a little bit younger than us who gr- kind of grew up on that. Cause and, and then they, you know, cause we were older, I guess. Right. We were in our twenties when that came out or night, late teens. Like it wasn't uh, our time. No. Yeah. It was past our time. We were, it was 94. So we were, I was 24. Yeah. So maybe like the, the, the generation like right behind us, ones that are like 10 years or 15 years yeah. younger than us who saw Lion King as kids and right. and now they have kids who are like ten years old and like I can't wait to take you to see Lion King. I love this movie. You never had a friend like me. Oh no, that's the other one. No, Sorry. that's that's yeah. The, yeah. And and now that you brought that up, um, now you want to talk about something that probably shouldn't have happened. Uh, Guy Ritchie was picked to helm the live action Disney remake of Aladdin. Featuring Will Smith as the genie. Uh, you seen that trailer? Um, yeah, I did. I didn't know it was Guy Ritchie, by the way. 
Does, are there going to be any pigs eating anybody in the? No. <laughs> no, I did. It. I love me some lo- uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels, man. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's awesome. Um, now I didn't realize it was a guy Richie. I did see the trailer for Aladdin. Mm. 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 I don't know what to say. It's bad. Uh, I just don't know what to say. Uh, woo. I don't, I, I, <laughs> it's bad, dude. Miami. Woo. It's really, really fucking terrible. Um, the thing about it is, and and here's the part that the, so CinemaCon happened. I guess it was last week, and the word coming out of CinemaCon is that part of Aladdin was shown, and the "You Never Had a Friend Like Me" song uh, was shown, and Will Smith beatboxes as the genie. <laughs> Uh, it feels yeah. it feels like a bad fucking Diggum commercial where he's hawking sugar smacks with a fucking baseball cap sideways and some Adidas hard shells, <laughs> <laughs> getting ready. Yeah, you know, my name is Genie, and I'm here to say Grant and wishes what I be doing every day. <laughs> oh Jesus! No, <laughs> no, corporate Hollywood, no. Stop it. Just because he's black, he doesn't need to beatbox and rap. The fuck are you doing? It's a it's the Middle East in bed. Like, yeah. What? No, so now I wanna <laughs> I, I wanna hear your homeboy, your your woke homeboy that you're talking on Cinephile. Like I want to hear him get pissed off because now no. n- now they're diminishing Muslim culture, right? No, he'll be fine with it because he, he's like that's part of being woke. No, you got no. They're diminishing Muslim culture. Like if seriously, oh, no, but he, if you're a if you're a old timey Persian, right, and you're like down with the whole Persia thing, and you're into that magic carpet and the genie and all that, like that's your that's your dig, that's your get down. I think I'd be fucking insulted as as hell if somebody starts <laughs> fucking rapping and beatboxing. I'd be pissed, motherfucker. I would be too. Why don't you bring in not, some? Of, I would be not you, happy. Yeah, I'm. Why don't you bring in some of my culture? Bring a sitar or something. A pan yeah, flute. You know, I don't know what what kind of music they have out there, but it's it ain't it ain't beatboxing. No, it's all bullshit. I don't understand. I am you know, offended. Like, you rotten motherfucker! <laughs> all right, don't, you no good piece of shit motherfucker! All right, don't get racist. Well, I was trying to get you upset a little bit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Look, yeah, you can't th- th- stop. Why would you do something like this? Why? It doesn't make any sense from any point of view whatsoever. But then again, I guess you could argue, didn't like when Robin Williams was the cartoon genie, didn't he do stuff that didn't apply to the time that he was in or something? Well, yeah, but that was Robin Williams, though. Oh, you're giving the white man a pass, aren't you? (laughs) I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, we've talked about it on the old show. Any of that fucking, like, when you make Bugs Bunny start wearing, like, his fucking pants are hanging down and he's, you know, got a gold tooth smile or whatever the fuck. Like, why are you doing that? Like, what is that? Just stop it. It doesn't make sense to the story. It just doesn't work. You know, the genie beatboxing doesn't make sense to the story. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll remove it. It comes out, what, in like a couple months? I don't know. I think it's just a couple months. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so fucking stupid. And I'm a Will Smith fan, don't get me wrong, man. But I like Will Smith. Yeah, no, I do too, man. Yeah, he's an alright fella. And and speaking of sellout, dude, he he he's the perfect I you know, example of a sellout. I mean, he kind of, uh, I saw an interview with him years ago where, like, him and his team, like, sat down and, and, like, statistically mapped out what type of movies he was going to take on, like, the sci-fi, the action, Mm -hmm. where he could make the most money out of life. That's what you do. Yeah. Good for you, Will Smith. Did I tell you my son owns? I'm I'm down with it. Good on you, brother. Here's an... Here's another thing I probably shouldn't tell him. My son owns two microphones that belong to Will Smith's dad. Did I tell you this before? No. So I told you on the old show, my son was on the set of After Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, Smith, yeah. Jalant, uh, uh, whatever it is, film. Uh, what's his son's name? Jalen. Jaden. Jaden. And so my son knew this cat that he hangs out with, and his mom worked for Will. And so... Uh, that kid's mom died like unexpectedly, like really weird shit. And 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 um, so the Smith family, so Will's dad, uh, he died also, and they gave that kid two of Will's dad's microphones. And so he had no use for him. And my son, like I, I told you before, I bought him all this studio shit. So his friend was like, dude, you'll have more use for these than I will. Why don't you take them? And they're fucking super expensive microphones. You know what I mean? And I was like, so you actually own two microphones that belong to Will Smith's dad. And he was like, well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, it's not like owning microphones that belong to Will Smith, though. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know? (laughs) But yeah. So now I told secrets on uh, Taddy and Will Smith. Look at you out and everybody. I push, pushed all the chips in on this one. One last story and then we got to go because it's fuck. I think we're running over. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Avengers Endgame comes out in a couple weeks. Pre-sale tickets have exceeded five times the pre-sale tickets of Avengers Infinity War, which was one of the highest pre-sales of all time. Five times the tickets. We're looking at the highest opening weekend of all time. Projections are $300 million opening weekend. Do you think it can happen? Um, I, I really don't care. <laughs> you have to, you gotta have a, an opinion. Um, do I think it could happen? Yeah, dude, fucking people are sheep. And they left two hundred and forty-seven million dollars is the record. I mean, they left you with fucking you know a massive cliffhanger at the end. You know, I dare to say if fucking Game of Thrones came out with a movie right now, it would it would beat it. If HBO released the final half season of uh, Game of Thrones as a fucking movie, I dare to say it would beat it. Right now, there is a lot of people that love the Game of Thrones. There's a bigger question at play here. You've seen Infinity War. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If Thanos, when he snapped his fingers, only got rid of everybody who wears pajamas out in public, (laughs) would he have done something wrong? I don't even know. Like, you have no idea how little interest I have in Thanos. We're not talking about Thanos. We're talking about people who wear pajamas in public. Oh. 
Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> yeah. If that's the only people, when he snapped his fingers, and everyone who wears pajamas in public vanished, they turned to dust. Or let's add also the people who went to Wawa's free coffee day and treated it like they were handing out $100 <laughs> bills. I, so <laughs> I, I avoided Wawa, obviously, I mean, I don't, I'm not a frequent morning Wawa guy anyway, but like it always amazes me when they have their free coffee guy, free coffee day. And Wawa is fantastic. Like, if for those Wawa. of you who don't live in the, in the Wawa serving area, you're fucking missing out. It's fantastic. You really are. But, but like, seriously, for a fucking to save a dollar that people will stand in line for fucking a half hour, 40 minutes, it's, like, are you out of your fucking minds? Yes. Like, seriously. I, I, what are you I, doing? Like, I value my free time well above a dollar. Like, a dollar an hour. You know what I mean? Dude, it's my, insane. <laughs> my free time is worth at least $50 to me. If, 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 if I'm not going to save $50, it's not worth an hour. Seriously. I love my free no. time. Totally in agreement with you. I, I tried to pull in. I, you know, this morning, right, I, I knew... That it was happening, but I was like, well, I passed uh, on on the way to my distributor. I passed the Wawa, and the parking lot was fine at the. But this was this was early, you know what I mean? Dig. I had to load up the stuff I had to get, and by the time I came back, the entire I mean every space, every space was filled, and cars were waiting in line trying to get in there. And what are we talking about? A buck? What are you doing? A buck, maybe two bucks at, at best. So if Thanos snapped his fingers and wiped out everyone who was doing that for to save two dollars, we'll be generous and say two dollars. Was he a was he a villain? I don't think so. No, I'll say no. But as soon as you say the word Thanos, like I'm, I fucking checked out. Like I was where. What do you mean, I, I, dude? Uh, Avengers is like the worst fucking like. It's it's. <laughs> It's nails on the chalkboard. I'd rather go listen to Post Malone right now. You want to know what's worse I than all that? I think that you'd be better now. Better now. I hate that song, dude. That's what I'm. That's the one I looked up when I, because I was like, who is this guy? You know, and it was better now. By the way, uh, one last little note, and then I want to leave you on this because I want you to think about this before we head into the next episode. I have downloaded 22 gigs of sound effects. Oh Jesus. 22 gigs because <laughs> someone someone where i hang out offered it up i can't even use half this shit even i just went who the fuck what are you doing with that like in summon i'm only in i'm only in the second folder and i already don't know what you would do with half these things <laughs> but i got 22 gigs of sound so effects. like n- next week everything is gonna be like boing, 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 boing. oh yeah you're gonna say <laughs> one word yeah <laughs> Glass will break, you know, all kinds of cool shit. Car tires screeching. Yeah, what? Why not? Rec- record scratch. You should have done the like, record. Whoa, hot take from Sussex Nine right there. You should have done some record you know? scratching while we were talking about Will Smith, though, because I've been really wanting to get jiggy with it ever since you've been talking <laughs> about that. Well, you know what? I'll let you go so you can go get jiggy with it. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we can call this an episode because you're Sussex Nine and you're here to say, <laughs> "I rock it to the mic and I'm rocking this way." Yeah, see, that's the funky, fresh white man rap. 
And All right, well, that was this episode. And I am a white we, man, and for that, I am sorry. We apologize. We're very sorry. We're woke. We're not woke. We're not woke enough. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.